Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. So here we are with the wonderful Lana Salter for Mama interview number nine, I believe we're up to. I like number nine. Yes, lucky number nine, made it to the top ten. It did. Yes. Even backwards. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So how, when and why, Lana, did you uh, get involved in drama education? I got involved in drama education because I couldn't be an architect. Okay. Because everybody was going to live in bluestone houses with white picket fences and an indoor <laughs> swimming pool and chickens. But I didn't get in. So I repeated year 12 at the school I was at and I'd been dancing all my life and I thoroughly enjoyed being in school productions and then suddenly I thought, why don't I do drama? So I went through the audition process. I was in that first group of audition for Rusden and for Melbourne State College and then we had the interviews and the drama intake in 1977 and we had this amazing audition at Melbourne Uni at Melbourne State College where um, it was set up as uh, an environment and all 20 people went in and Lindy Davies was there and a couple of other folk and you just be for half an hour and that was it that was the audition and it was amazing and from what I can remember there was sand on the floor there was wonderful music there was musical instruments there was material and I don't remember any more about it (laughs) (laughs) other than it was out there. <laughs> so were you a Rusden or Melbourne girl? I, I, Rusden rejected me. Oh. So Melbourne picked me up and at that stage the 25 intake at both Rusden and Melbourne chatted to each other and you didn't get two offers. Yeah. And then when I got to Melbourne I discovered there were 75 other people because there were four other classes and they got in through other things but we were the drama intake. So we felt really good. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have got in. <laughs> Um, so what year was that? Um, 1977? Yeah, 77. 77 yeah, 79, 80, yeah, I think cool. 77. Cool. Um, and some of the drama, the changes in drama education that you've witnessed over the last 30 plus years? <laughs> 38. <laughs> I worked it out. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Oh, you're taking it from when I was at uni? Yeah. Oh, I was taking it from when I was teaching. Okay. Well, that's probably Yeah, because best. I so, think... Well... In education, well, what I did the first year was fantastic. I was in Jim Lewis's drama class and we had wonderful people like Glenn Robbins and Margie Henley and Francis and um, Sumitra. Just some wonderful, wonderful people that have gone on to do lovely things. Margie's still treading the happy boards and you regularly see Glenn and say hello and 
hello, <laughs> and then sort of remembers who I am. It's really cute. Um, but not very many people are still teaching. Mm. So they've gone on to act or they've gone on to do other things. But we spent that whole year just exploring. Then the second year, we ended up by um, specialising and I did um, about three or four plays. And I can't remember if it was second year or third year, it doesn't matter. But they were fabulous plays. We were responsible for everything. I'd never done stage management. I'd never done lighting. So I learnt and we were taught. So Peter Ralph, David Williams, uh, Wilkinson, um, heaps of people just gave their time and we spent 70, 80 hours at uni for a 12-hour course. It was mm. just wonderful. Um, so we specialised, did puppetry, all sorts of wonderful things, plus drama education. And I think that was the Heathcote-type years, which was wonderful. And then third year, it was more specialisation and bringing teaching into our uh, pedagogy and stratosphere. And I went out with Sumitra to um, Princess Hill Primary School and taught for when every Wednesday for um, half a year and to Mount Scopus for every Wednesday for half a year and that was part of my course mm. to actually go in and teach drama to primary kids and it was prior to um, what the kids do now it was just part and parcel of something else and it was really safe and we could try things and play with it. It was a really great safe atmosphere. But fast forward to when you're actually out in the And teaching. now I'm out. Yeah. Um, and then over oh, the last sort of years, you've probably seen many changes in, in the drama curriculum. Huge changes. So it, it went from um, drama being um, a group two subject, which I was able to teach at year 12, which was loads of fun and very fluffy, to... VCE, um, which is yeah. very rigorous and actually a group of us were very anti. Um, my group at Hoppers Crossing and we wrote a mask magazine with an article, VCE sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole mask magazine was about Hoppers Crossing and because um, it was one of the new post-primary schools. But we, with... In hindsight, do you still feel that? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I became a verification chairperson. I think that was to keep the enemy close <laughs> <laughs> and, and to educate me that it can work. And I think having, having someone very vocal um, that was anti, being able to also have input, I think that also allayed fears and also maybe massaged some of the stress mm. points. Um, and VCE has changed over the time too and it's, it's um, matured. It's become rigorous, it's become streamlined and I think it's an absolutely wonderful course and I think the best of New South Wales has now been put into the Victorian course having the um, opportunity to present um, treatments, mm -hmm. which New South Wales has been doing for a long time. You mean in the theatre studies? In the theatre studies, yeah. yeah, I do. I think we've we've really managed to put together a really great course, mm. and I've watched kids come out and want to be drama teachers and theatre teachers go <coughs> out, come back. It's great. Mm. Hmm. Um, what about the years below the VCE years in terms um, of the changes that you've witnessed? 
at the very beginning, <coughs> um, as a teacher, I had to sit there and justify every movement that I made and every school I started a drama department because there wasn't one. So I walked in as a humanities teacher um, and all Western suburb schools and through English or humanities, I taught drama so suddenly then I became the drama department. Um, I was lucky enough to start a drama department at Hopper's Crossing and Werribee High and Werribee Tech and have people join and then eventually have drama as one of the art subjects that buddied in with music which I was also responsible for and that went right through the school at year 10 they were then able to choose so it was part and parcel of mm -hmm. what every kid did and expected to do and we started off by having sharing afternoons so making it really open so people would come in and see what we did in classes sample classes in the um, gym where everybody would participate and it wasn't a I'm the best actor it was hey this is some of the stuff we've done mm -hmm. and it was really great and if people made mistakes, it was celebrated. As Kate Blanchett says, fail gloriously. <laughs> and I love that. And um, so that's been really fantastic. And then lots of kids chose Year 10 and then it would go into uh, 11 and 12. Then we've suffered. Uh, it, we, we blossomed for a long time at each of the schools. And then for me at Wodonga High School and then Wodonga senior secondary we blossomed where we would have kids from New South Wales come to Victoria to our school for drama and theatre and now with the advent of VCAL and VET and sorry VET Hair and Beauty etc um, drama has taken a dive mm. we're not getting as many kids that want to come and do it but we yeah. also now as a 7 to 10 as now as a 10 to 12 school are suffering that we don't have 7 to 9 so we don't have a big production that we can then train kids up and they want to be part of it mm. and there's this whole feeling so um, I, I, I feel like we're now back at the having to justify our existence again because it's not a money-making area you do it for the love of it mm. and the need to to be part of something that's bigger than yourself um, and if you make lots of money that's you're lucky <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky um, so yeah I think we're going right we've done the full circle it mm. does work in seasons, doesn't it? It does, yeah. but and it will come yeah. back again. Spring because will come. <laughs> it will. It will. I mightn't be teaching at that stage. So we've kind of touched on this, but the highs mm. and lows of, of the, over the last 30 years for you? The highs um, have been productions, working with kids. Um, You're talking about extracurricular I'm, projects. I'm talking about yeah. not even extracurricular, as part of classwork. Right. I'm talking extracurricular because I avoided that for so long, mm -hmm. but went for a job that said, you haven't done enough productions. <laughs> but I had. I'd done 13 a year for years. You know, year 7, year 8, year 9, year 10, <laughs> your big ones at 11 term. and 12. Yeah. But they're not counted because they're not the school production. A bizarre. Anyway, so then I did the school production for about three or four years and then luckily said, yeah, I've done those. Now I'm going back to the classroom. And I love those productions because they're student initiated, they're student led and, mm. and I finesse. Um, they're the highs. They're, they've been absolutely brilliant. The lows have been 
when I've had to battle or, or when I've worked with um, folk and we haven't actually seen eye to eye and it's been a battle. Um, and the justification constantly is wearying um, and the amount of time and energy. So I think the lows, probably when I'd worked too much and had to take some time off. Mm. But um, doing 13 productions a year for year after year after year after year does take your toll. And if I was ever going to say anything to anybody, it would be, as you see that happen, maybe just jot it down a little bit. <laughs> just take it down a notch. <laughs> 13's too Don't much. Don't get too ambitious. Don't get too <laughs> ambitious. You know, not everything has to end up in a production, even though other people think it does. Absolutely. Process versus product. Yes. Yes. Uh, can you describe some of your most memorable experiences? Memorable. I'm going to start with one right at the very beginning, which was Hopper's Crossing. First year, 250 students, um, new school, teaching, year, year seven drama in a room that was probably as wide as what we are in here, this little lovely bit of <laughs> greenery on the floor, everybody sitting in a circle, and it was a prefab teacher's staff room with staff desks all around. The rest of the place was a building site. And the Western, Western um, Suburbs general manager um, was coming in to check out this new school and there's this young person teaching 20 kids drama seated in a circle and we weren't moving because there was nowhere to move. How many games and activities and linked pieces of work can you do sitting in a circle? <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic and um, that was probably the best PR we could have ever had for drama. We got our building straight away. The, it was approved um, because they saw that we could work with anything mm. and that was brilliant. The next thing for me was that group of people and was the first year of the Rocker Steadford in Melbourne, Festival Hall and my little I had a hundred little kids on stage and we did The Rock by Harry Chapin and we used the... <laughs> it was really terrible. <laughs> so bad. But it was great. And um, we used the cardboard that the fridges for Home Echo had come in because we didn't have any paint. People brought paint from home. We didn't have any scenery. Um, we just used ourselves and we just acted out this beautiful piece. And it was lovely and they gave us a boom box and we got the honorary hey come back and open up the final award because they thought we were so cute <laughs> and we'd worked with such adversity that was fabulous and then some of the other things have been um doing um skin of our teeth with a group of beautiful theatre studies kids the first year of the amalgamation of wodonga uh, high school Mitchell's um, Mitch Mitchell High uh, Tech and uh, another uh, Wodonga West and all these kids came together from different schools and it worked with this group of kids mm. as a group we just gelled we didn't worry about where people had come from and we put together this I don't know if it was good or it wasn't good. It didn't matter. It felt fabulous <laughs> and it had a great season and that was lovely. And the drama class that ensued from that was just, it was so trusting. Everyone took risks. 
everybody did whatever it was that was offered was accepted and those kids are still friends and and it's lovely yeah awesome. no, that was just magic so, reflecting on mentors and collaborators, can you oh. talk to us about uh, some of the wonderful people that you've had the opportunity to work with? David Lander, um, I think, taught me about improvisation, being in the moment, and trusting, taking risks uh, in his classes. I just thought they were fantastic. Um, Lindy Davies, just open opening up the the whole idea of acting because i'm a terrible actress but <laughs> but I, i'm really i'm shocking i'm a good teacher i'm not a great actress but i pretend so i think that's okay isn't that what acting um, is well it is <laughs> but i pretend to be an actress if that makes sense yeah and and and, and i'm a great theorizer and i and i do it but I'm not really good. <laughs> but I've managed to pretend all my life, so it's great. Um, and, and she gave me that. Um, Anita Sinclair, puppetry, a love of puppetry and of making things out of nothing. Absolutely nothing. And, and they can be the most fantastic pieces and bring on beautiful stuff in kids. And so that was, that was wonderful. Um, Jeff Dombrain and a, a woman I don't remember, Kathy someone, in the music department because I, I managed to do music at the same time and I worked on Gamelan and Unklung for, um, and Aboriginal music for a year and didn't realise how fantastic and what Music a, department where? Oh, at Melbourne State right. College, sorry. Yeah. And because um, I did that for four years and I didn't realise doing non-Western music was different. I thought it was just normal, it was fine. We travelled <laughs> down, uh, we had the uh, Gamelan at uh, Melbourne State for about a semester and then we travelled down to the College of the Arts every week to play and that just has informed my drama teaching. So I just became, I, I loved Way Uncle Lit, I love um, non-Western stuff and so I've that's invaded and permeated mm. the work that I've done. So, yeah, they've been wonderful people. Bruce Burton, too. He needs a big nod. <laughs> Rob Galbraith, for generosity of absolute spirit, when I had year nine, had no idea what to do with these people. I'd just moved up to the bush um, and I started at um, Fruit Fly at the Acrobatic Arts School as the uh, coordinator. And I had these kids and I just didn't know what to do with them because they were all performance people, you know, we are performers. But they really weren't. They, they didn't have the presence. They had tricks, but not presence. And so Rob and I were talking and he said, look, I'll come up and do some magic with them. And generosity of spirit, he said, I'll put it under outreach. And he was working at the art centre at the time and he got on a train, he came out, he worked with me for the day, got the train back. At the end of the day, it was just brilliant. And after that, I'd hooked the kids in. I didn't hook them, he did. And I was able to move with them from there. It was just a wonderful, just really magic mm -hmm. and very generous. Um, describing the professional learning experiences that you've experienced over the last 30 plus years uh, that have been most memorable the first <laughs> the first 
um, conference I ever went to. I was a conference virgin and I went to New Zealand to run a workshop for mixed ability teaching and it was accepted and I knew that I was going to work with teachers and I was going to look at how to work with kids of different uh, levels and all that sort of stuff. But it's a very famous conference. I walked in and there was one teacher and radio folk, actors, actresses, people in all walks of life and one teacher to be found. And everything that I talked about was challenged. Every activity was challenged. It was, it was amazing. And um, then the rest of the conference was really interesting because we were looking at uh, multicultural versus um, bicultural. And so those issues um, domineered and dominated the uh, conference. But it was, it, it was the beginning of forging really good friendships and the basket still is exchanged and I think an understanding and it had to go through that difficulty to be able to get where it was today but it was for me a very um, uh, yeah, very memorable. Another memorable one was um, the inaugural um, uh, oh conference um, in IPR. Portugal, oh, yeah, no. in Portugal, oh, okay. and that was just magic, and I, I was lucky enough to be nominated to go, and I had an absolutely magic time and learnt so much, and then went to a couple more after that, and then each of the Drama Vicks and the Drama Australia ones have had something very special about them that I've taken away. But those couple really stood out because they were big moments of change in my life. Mm. Um, what about secrets of longevity in, in drama Se education? <laughs> secrets of longevity is make <laughs> the kids do the work. <laughs> make the kids do the work. You, you are facilitator in chief. It's when you suddenly don't become facilitator you end up by taking three years off or two and a half years and do something a bit completely different um, because you're trying to do too much. Um, if you're teaching in a classroom, then it is facilitation. If you're making a, a piece, a performance piece, you cannot be the producer, the choreographer, the this, the that, the this, the that, the that. You, you can't. It takes a family. And if the family doesn't want to be committed, then it's not going to work mm -hmm. and you can't do it. And I battled through that a number of times because that's the place I was working in at the time or, or lack of people to support. Mm. Um, and I think if that happens, then you've got to say no. And I wasn't good at that. I think drama teachers have to learn to say no <laughs> so that they can look after their own well-being. Yeah. Absolutely. And love what you do. Yeah. And kids are great. Even, even you know, the silliest munchkin has got some, something good about them. Yeah. Um, and something that you would pass on to the newbie teacher? A, have a, a bag of, of tricks. Advice. Have a bag of <laughs> tricks. Um, I have my, I did a, 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 a workshop at one stage, um, the six step lesson with your bag. I have a striped bag, I have a number of things, so I've got my scarves and I've got my 
uh, your sticks from one year where everybody had sticks, another year everybody had stretching material, another year everybody had something else. I've got all of that, but I've also got lots and lots of silly props that I've <laughs> got from places and I keep them in bags. And so if I can't think of something, take the bag and the bag will open up a world of options because the kids will tell you what the bag it's like those cooking shows what can you make of this so that's what we are what can you make of this it depends on what your long-term thing is but that's that's my one thing and and also get as many people as you can in to see what you do bring them in you go out cool um, and what about um, the uh, if you were to pack a, 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 a suitcase. suitcase and um, to travel on this meta metaphoric journey, what would be filled in that suitcase in I terms would of have, artifacts? I would have lots and I would have masks. I would have some wigs. I would have lots of different sorts of material. I would have little bits of makeup. I would have um, pearls and gems and um, ridiculous things like a. a a gold watch or a keychain or a cup that's you know Harry Potter shape or something things that are and and my f absolutely super favorite you know one of my favorite books which for me is Viola Spolin um, theater games mm -hmm. in the, the games for the theater that sort of stuff but there have also been other ones that have come along um, and I'd have my little book pile. Um, what would be in that book, book pile? In my book pile, uh, look, if I was teaching um, VCE, you have to have the obligatory acting smarts because that was just so clever. Yep. It's everything every teacher wanted to write down <laughs> and didn't. And I love those guys for that. Um, Richard Sellis and Jane Bird. Yeah, yes, and also and also. What are we Mark. up to? Version seven. <laughs> and Mark Bailey for Mark Bailey, the theatre. Um, version seven or whatever, but yep. they were so clever doing it, and it's 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 not new. It's just clever. Yeah. It's good. Great resource. And it, absolute brilliant resource. I would also probably have um, some Augusto Boal. I would have. Um, Oh, 101 theatre games, you know, drama games, those sorts of things. And um, my purple book that I can't remember, the Crawford book, Acting in Person and in Style. Oh, there we go. Yep, they're just yep. lovely things. And, um, yeah, there's probably a whole lot more that I can't think of at the moment. Awesome. Uh, and your um, affiliation or connection with associations related to drama, VCAA, Drama Victoria... Drama Australia, um, can you talk about some of those connections that you've had over the years? The connection with um, Drama Vic is I was the, until this year, was the uh, regional rep for Drama Victoria in the Hume region, only 25, 24, 25 years worth. <laughs> and I just got tired <laughs> of every new teacher going and helping, so I thought somebody else would pick it up. I might pick it up again next year, maybe, if nobody else does. Is, is there um, no one taking that role nobody's doing it at the oh. moment which is really sad I just said I can't do it anymore yeah. I just needed a rest um, but that's been absolutely brilliant and working with Drama Victoria has been um, very uh, nurturing bonding and uh, very supportive um, Drama Australia has been great because I love reading the journals and whenever I can get to a conference I have 
Um, VCA, I haven't really had a lot to do with because I haven't been in Melbourne and but you, were, don't, you mentioned in the early days when they were changing. Oh, that was when yeah. VCA just started. Yeah. It had just started and that really wasn't to do with VCA. That was really to do with Melbourne State College and the Gamelan had moved. Right. And so we just went to use the Gamelan and leave. Right. So I've really had nothing to do with VCA, which is um, not really, not, not a lot. Um, and other areas, really it's been theatre companies. Mm-hmm. Or, or for me, Hothouse Theatre has been in my life for 25 years while I've been, well, Murray River Performing Group, then Hothouse Theatre, that's been in my life while mm. I've been up north um, and, and very closely so. Awesome. Absolutely brilliant. Lana, yeah. thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it covered everything. I think we I have. ramble away. No, no, I think, and we're in time, so that's, that's Which wonderful. Which is even better. Cheers thank to you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we'll have one of those. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.